Hey, humanoids. Today's episode of The Masked Man Show is brought to you by TheRinger.com, where we've got extensive World Cup coverage, everything you need to know about NBA free agency, and much, much more. And as always, we're brought to you by The Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out lots of Ringer FC episodes that keep you caught up with the World Cup, The Ringer NBA Show, Binge Mode Harry Potter, as well as my other podcasts, Westworld, The Recapables, Pour One Out, It's Over, and The Press Box on the Channel 33 podcast feed. So be sure to subscribe to all of those wherever you get your podcasts. Also, there's a bunch of new merch. Uh, Ringer shirts, stickers available at theringer.com slash shop. And now, hit my music. What's going on, jabronis? It's Pitch Mr. Perfect, Skylar Aston. Hey, this is Bruce Pritchard. Gross Battle Season 1 champion, Mike Lawrence. The king of sad stop. The Silver Lake heartthrob. It's Troy Kirby. It's Nick Mundy. This is your real WWE superstar, the legit boss, Sasha Banks. Hey, this is WWE superstar, Braun Strowman. My name's Kevin Owens. I'm Shinsuke Nakamura. Zach Linder. Dan Black, a.k.a. the Goofaraja. I'm AJ Styles, the phenomenal one, if you will, and you're listening. You're listening to this. You're listening to. You are listening to. You're listening. You're listening. You're listening to the Masked Man Show. 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 Welcome to the Masked Man Show. I'm David Shoemaker. I'm here with Open Mike Eagle, making his triumphant return to the podcast. That's right. We're in the middle of a conversation. I cut him off because I said I wanted him to say this on the air, not just because it's a compliment, but uh, but because I'm actually interested in talking about it. We got a lot of big stuff to talk about this week, including um, that the Team Hell No is back That's and that Brock Lesnar has somehow effed the entire headline division on Raw. But anyway, go, go on with what you were saying. Yeah, right? I was putting you over. Um, I, was, I was saying I have to credit you and the show. Dave as well uh, for saying how good things were last week because I had gotten in this nasty habit of like having raw on like my iPad yes while I'm like playing video games hundred <laughs> so percent kind of like mean, yeah. listening to raw like so if something <laughs> if it sounds like something cool happened and I like pause the game and rewind thirty seconds and yeah. look at it but like you guys said there was a consistency to the booking and execution of stuff yeah last week and a little bit this carried over this week that i think oh this is really this may be some sort of sea change mm -hmm. but we were talking about the hulu raw yeah. which had been a good resource when it seemed like nobody in creative really cared about what happened absolutely it seemed yeah. like a great way to see let me just watch based on what wwe says is actually important mm -hmm. right but um Right now, if they're putting so much into it, if you're watching the Hulu Raw, then you don't know if you're missing important stuff. Or no, it's. I, I was just saying before we came on, that's what I did, and I, I watched the because I, I missed Raw live, so I started. I started watching the Hulu Raw, and then went back afterwards and watched. You know, went to their YouTube page, which is a good place to catch up on like the tag team match you didn't see or whatever. If you're right. just trying to trying to do it the fast version, and I was watching the top ten moments of Raw um, to like just to to make sure I remembered everything afterwards and realized that. I admit, like, five of the top ten moments of Raw weren't on the Hulu cut. Did the B team make the Hulu cut? Yeah. No, no, no. They, I don't think they made the Hulu cut. See, it's all blurry weird. now because, but, because I was probably playing video games, too. Not really, but the equivalent thereof. But the, but 
I don't think the I don't think the B team was on. I don't think the Authors of Pain were on. I don't. I don't. So the entire tag team division is cut out of the Hulu Raw. Well, the revival made it onto Hulu Raw. Oh, that's for that, sure. <laughs> that doesn't even count. We have a tag team division on Raw all of a sudden, and they're they're figuring out a way to do it without actually wrestling, working tag team matches for the most part. Yeah, they're just having all of the uh, Universal Champion contenders in random tag team matches. It's so strange, and we don't even have a Universal uh, Championship division. It feels like right now. So let's talk about that. We're going to talk about Daniel Bryan and team hell no coming back which feels like the biggest the biggest story of the week but i think i, I just want i to me the biggest story of the week because i'm always working on some other level in my brain is this brock lesnar universal title situation so last week help me sort through this i'm gonna get a million things wrong but last week kurt angle general manager of smackdown i mean of raw announced that there would be a match for the number one contendership that would have Roman Reigns, Bobby Lashley, and assorted others. And Which we was already weird. Yeah. Because there was just a money in the bank event. Yes. So a uh, number one contender by default is the guy holding the briefcase, typically. One would assume that the number one contender match that they were going to have at Extreme Rules was not going to be, was not going to include Braun Strowman because right. he has the briefcase, but it would be weird if it didn't exactly. include Braun Strowman. So we're in this very weird thing. Uh, very weird situation. We were uh, Schilling and I were just uh, talking last week under the assumption that this match would include Finn Balor, uh, Kevin Owens. Although Kevin Owens could easily might have just been fighting Strowman at the pay per view if Strowman right. wasn't in the match, um, and you know just putting all these other people. The in entire it. Raw side of the Money in the Bank match, you figured, yeah. would be in this number one contenders match because all those guys won matches to be in the Money in the Bank match, and were thereby. Uh, uh, they were on some level on the contenders list, you would think. Yeah, it's so weird. And then this week they come in and, and Angle says uh, the match is off and he delivers it in the way that only Kurt Angle can. God love the guy. When he'll, he'll make an announcement on Raw and I have no idea if, if he's following the script or mm -hmm. just like saying every other word. And, I, and it's, like, it's like a treasure hunt. I'm not quite sure what the point I'm trying to Yeah, he can't really even say the two W's in WWE. Yeah, really well, that's that. a minor problem. That's, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's, a, that's a copy editing error. Mm -hmm. but, the, but you're right. I mean, it's, it's weird. Um, but basically the implication is that like Brock Lesnar threw his weight around and said he didn't want to fight whoever won that match and so they got rid of that match or that he wouldn't be available to have the championship match at the next moment and i there's some there's some amount of a shoot to this but everybody seemed and, and that was the the first reaction i think that everybody had was we don't know what lesnar's doing so we can't make any plans for that belt at all which is crazy now wait a minute now no see i i have a real I was I was really comfortable ignoring this because yes. I thought it was all completely a work. Yeah. But if any part of it is a shoot, then it makes me angry. Well, I don't think it's a shoot. I think that the, what we've settled the, the the conventional wisdom has settled down um, via Dave Meltzer and, and okay. assorted other sources that this is all a work. Okay. And that well, I, it's unclear why they would have made an announcement one week and taken it back the next week. But if you really want to go the hundred percent work route, I guess the idea is. That by giving us something and then snatching it away, it gives Lesnar more heel heat, and and it worked. Yeah, it worked in that in that sense. So that seems like it's logical, especially considering the table we just said about um, it seeming like creative is paying attention to tiny details now. So it seemed like that wouldn't be a thing that would slip through the cracks. It seems like that would be a thing that would be done on purpose 
yeah. for the purpose of getting Lesnar that heat. Yes. It's a very weird overall situation. I'm looking back at this article from, this is Cage Side Seats last week, just to get this, make sure I have this right. Kurt Angle announced on Raw that WWE has decided on when Brock Lesnar will return to defend the Universal Championship. He never got around to revealing the actual date, but it seems safe to, to bet that it will take place at SummerSlam on August 19th. Conveniently, there's a pay-per-view before the biggest party of the, of the summer, that's SummerSlam, which is Extreme Rules. And Angle set, uh, set up a multi-man match which will, for which the winner will get to face Lesnar for the title. Reigns and Lashley were announced. More, more, uh, more, their opponents will be revealed in the coming weeks. I have no idea. Yeah, it's weird. Because isn't also like, you know, Braun's going to cash in like on site, right? Like as soon as Brock Lesnar's uh, feet touch any part of the ring, then Braun's out there to, so, to cash in. Totally agree. This is the interesting thing they've done. I think I, Bra- Braun Strowman walking around with the briefcase. I'll actually take an L on this one. He looks so dopey with the briefcase, but it works somehow. So I, I like I said that it, I said they couldn't give him the briefcase because it would just look dumb. Mm-hmm. And I he, agree. He looks, he looks he looks fine. He's, he's like a dope a, anyway. They like, needed a really huge briefcase. I felt like yeah, like a, a like a double sized briefcase, yeah. like a yeah. gu- a guitar case full of contracts. Yeah, they should just make the briefcase the same like like. Uh, like stitched together pieces of leather that his pants are. Mm. Got a lot of issues with leather, with stitched together leather, I guess, in WWE. But so, um, so I guess if if the idea is that Lesnar getting more heat for not wanting to defend is going to eventually, like it feels to me at the end of the day, like this is, it's hard to, it's hard to ignore the fact that this feels like, you know, chapter 1 million in how, how can we make the crowd boo Lesnar and cheer Roman Reigns by default? Oh, God, right? that's not going to work at all. Right. It, it doesn't seem gonna like it's going to work. But the way that this, the way that the, a Lesnar-Reigns match, if it happens at SummerSlam, and who knows if that's where they're going, but if they did it again, the way that it works is because the crowd is going to be so amped for Braun Strowman to eventually cash in. Right. But any moment before that where Reigns is in the ring, people are going to be like, throwing full diapers and rolls of quarters into the ring. Like, yeah. This is not they don't give him any well. ideas, but you're totally right. It's, I mean, I, I, at this point, I don't think there's anything good about Roman winning a qualifying match to have another title match. No, we're not going to think he deserved it. Yeah. We're not going to think he, I mean, that's the problem with wrestling. He doesn't actually, you don't actually earn anything like that. Yeah. And it's not even, a, it's not even a question of whether he deserves it. It's just like, we're at the Pavlovian point here where when that music hits, and it is a match, especially a one-on-one match involving Roman Reigns. People are not here for it. They're just not. No. And no. and I don't, you know, some it's, something would have to change between now and then if they want that reaction to change. It's even, it's gotten to the point now where you can't even, like, if you had the best idea, like, well, I mean, I'm, this isn't the best idea, but if you're, but if you were just like, we got, like, we've, we've decided to turn Roman Reigns heel mm-hmm. and we're going to put him against Lesnar at SummerSlam and we're going to ice it by having Strowman cash in, but Reigns somehow beats him anyway and is just like two middle fingers to the sky, I'm your new heel champion, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Which, mm-hmm. Is a, which is a story tell, a storyline that we would all be on board for on some level. Some level. But it would, it, 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 that even wouldn't work because people would be booing for the 20 minutes that came before the it's big true. turn, right? It, like it, they've gotten, like you can't even, people aren't going to sit on their hands for the, to wait for the reveal. I mean, he would have, like, you know, there was a moment at the end of Raw Monday when he's uh, helping Seth, like that's, that's a heel turn moment. You know, yeah. if they really wanted to 
pull the trigger in a way that didn't involve a match, <clears throat> it would be something like that. They're not going to do it. And I hate thinking about it, too, because it only serves to make me more upset. But it's just really hard to watch them constantly reinvest in Roman for these less than diminishing returns at this point. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, everybody seems to think that Roman Reigns will, I mean, that, that Brock Lesnar will 100% be at SummerSlam wrestling somebody. That much we know. Mm -hmm. It'd be kind of crazy if you're Universal Champion, no matter what back of the napkin deal they signed at WrestleMania to keep him around, that they wouldn't have just said, like, you're definitely working SummerSlam. We're all in agreement on this. Right. Gosh, that Lesnar, how does he always get so much leverage? I, you know, at the end of the day, you've experienced this in life, I'm sure. Your greatest leverage is not giving a fuck. <laughs> if you can actually just be yeah, like, I'm cool because I got some money in the bank or I got a trust fund or I got, or, you know, my buddy said that I can come work for his moving company anytime that I want. Right. If you have that level of like, I really don't care about this job comfort, your bosses know it and they're scared. Mm. Seems it's not so good to put somebody in that position <laughs> yeah. as your champion. No, because but then you have to say like, listen, Brock, we're gonna like you have to resign by the Royal Rumble, or we're changing <laughs> our plans for WrestleMania. And then Brock's just like, no, I mean, like he's a, he's gonna have the upper hand because it's not an act; it's true. Like he can just go hunt, and it's fine. Well, he should just go hunt, maybe. And there's all these rumors that Dana that Dana White is like in earnest trying to put together a Brock Lesnar versus John Bones Jones match for what? like whenever they're both <laughs> clear to fight. I love that it's just like like after UFC has come so far. This is for another podcast. UFC has come so far that we're back at like the original UFC, where it's like fat guy versus skinny guy. <laughs> like who's gonna win? who could, bar brawler versus panda bear? Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So anyway, Lesnar's got Lesnar's. I mean, Lesnar will have opportunities to do whatever he wants, whatever you know, whatever. I, I just think that like there's so many people that Lesnar can fight that aren't Roman Reigns. It just seems crazy. Anyway, we're not enough about this because we don't have any news and it's just madness. The other big news of the week that I want to get to before we get too in deep into Raw or SmackDown is that at the end of SmackDown, Daniel Bryan was getting beat down by the Bludgeon Brothers mm -hmm. and Kane came back to make the save. They ended with a big hug. Team Hell No will be fighting the Bludgeon Brothers at Extreme Rules. And uh, yeah, this is the greatest reunion that we all didn't know we needed right now. Man, um, I had to watch it twice because the first time through, I was very not happy. <laughs> okay, very not I'm, I'm glad. I'm glad about this. Go on. Uh, Kane's music hit. I mean, we've all done a lot of um, mental fantasy booking about who would be interesting partners for what seemed to be them telegraphing that Daniel Bryan was going to be in a tag team situation versus the Bludgeon Brothers. All these. Wonderful people it could be. I don't think anybody thought about Kane. No. And the reason nobody thought about Kane was because um, our our favorite wrestling organization has done everything they can to make Kane not special in, yeah. in any sense. Um, so when his music hit, I felt a, a, a very visceral letdown. Sure. Um, and then, you know, because and then we're talking about post pyro Kane. That's extra sad. Yeah, like, I didn't realize how low-key his music was without the explosion yeah like could we not do explosion like the audio of an explosion <laughs> in the music it changes the song it's so sad though it's so sad to have even if you have a boom if you're performing with like a live band and a backing track and then like the live band can't make it for some right. reason you don't just play the backing track with no like Ooh. drums or you know whatever right i mean it's kind of crazy it is it's just 
he's he's supposed to be a demon from hell. So yeah. if you hear the the associated uh, fire boom and there's no fire, no, it's, it's just sad. It's sad, and it's also and it's also a long walk from the back to the front. Like Kane, <laughs> in my heart of hearts, Kane is like tearing up through the bottom of the ring. Yes, you know, or yes, just like the lights true. go out and Kane's there. I guess that's not his chick anymore. But that, but you know, but that would have worked. Yeah, if I there think was, they have to think around this lack of pyro. Yeah, they got to figure something out. But yeah. anyway. Uh, Kenny Herzog, who writes about wrestling for us, is uh, at the Ringer. Is um, uh, he texted me? He was watching it in real time. I was commuting at the time, and he was just like, "Daniel Bryan is stuck in a loop. Like he's just some <laughs> weird. Like it's this is like an episode of Westworld or something, and he can't get out of the same like narrative loop. Where every time when he beat Big Cass at the last pay per view, when he beat Big Cass and AJ just ended the Nakamura feud, I was just like, here we go." This has got to be Daniel Bryan, AJ for SummerSlam. Like, it's, this is going to be great. And then, of course, they just, like, it's, it's, but it's been happening to Daniel Bryan since his first big push. It's like, he's going to, like, he, he's our number one baby face. And it's like, oh, let's just give him the Wyatt family for two months. And, I'll, and I'll, then he won the title, and it was like, oh, now he'll feud with Kane again, you the, know? The, 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 true, um, the true misstep, I think, of that, on top of it just not being what we want is it's, as, being what we want to see as fans is that if we've learned anything, uh, the man has a limited bump card. Oh, sure. So why would you want to involve him in things that aren't important when he can carry your brand? Yeah. Why would you want to have him doing other things? He's still taking the same bumps. I He's still the same possibility of getting re-injured, but you're going to waste it on Kane again. I... Well, I think I think working with Kane is basically just like jumping into your bed a little bit harder than usual. I mean, Kane's that's got to be an easy. I mean, sure, Kane sure. makes everything easy. But but working with Luke Harper, which is like they look great together yeah. on Tuesday night. I mean, that's still high impact, you know? Yeah. And, you know, you just want you want the stakes to be there. I agree. Brian. I mean, I, I, I'm starting to the, the bump card thing. I mean, is real for everybody, but Brian clearly must have like a totally clean bill of health and he can yeah. do whatever he wants because he's been, he's been, you know, getting that bump card punched, holes punched for like, you know, in every match it's he's happening. fought, there's like two moments where you're like, well, that was unnecessary, yeah. you know? Landing on his neck and head quite yeah. often. He got thrown on the announce table last night and that, and uh, that was the first moment where I was just like, I mean, since he's come back where he took a bump where I was like, oh, that was the soft version of that bump. Like huh. he didn't go, he didn't get pile driven onto the table. It was just sort of like a, face bump with his arms out there and like that was fine can we know? we should all take a moment and be really happy that he's no longer doing that diving headbutt though that yeah he, he still does did life. he fake it the other week he did there was did a diving he fake it did there, i miss he, this? he went he came off the top pretty recently I was thought. i playing video games yeah, while probably. this happened and <laughs> didn't quite see it. i think with the diving headbutt it's kind of more of i think he's it's more about like what you're landing on but right. it's still a giant jump that must jostle your i mean head. it's just the, you know the two people who i can think who i associate most with that move are him and chris benoit yeah. so it's like it just doesn't seem like a good idea jim's already just like put like his fingers on the edit button right now Oh, what a heel! Oops. What a heel over there! Oops. Um, but yeah, it, it, so they're back together. I mean, this was again—it's not him in the title match, but I'm—I'm a—I don't think I'm not mad about it. This is fun. You know, you know um, the crowd brought me around to it. They the, were the so crowd, into it. They got so into it, and when Kane put his arms out for the hug, because my first thought was he putting his arms out to do his pyro. It's not yeah, gonna because that's weird. Yeah, but he put his arms out for the hug. What really sold it for me was. Daniel Bryan's skepticism about the whole uh -huh. thing. That's what did it for me. Yeah. That, that he 
and I hope that they wrote it this way, um, that he he just put that little bit of space between the moment and him accepting of the moment. Yeah. So it it, almost, it, it felt a little bit like the um, Omega Ibushi Golden Lovers hug yeah. in New Japan, just because there was that little bit of resistance before the moment. A hundred percent. And there's and you can read whatever you want to into that. If it's Daniel Bryan saying, I mean, there is this sort of, everything he does is like post kayfabe, right? Yeah. I mean, like his yeah. whole push was him actually earning that push, you know, and, and the first time around his injury is real. Now that's the storyline. His right. comeback is real. So there, you can read into it like, man, do I really want to be in a tag team <laughs> feud for the next two months? Um, but there is a sort of like, he's like retracing his steps in a way. And he does, I mean, no matter how much you love the guy or whatever, you can't be mad at the general idea that you need to like put in a little bit of time before the company says you're our top guy. You know, sure. you got to make sure that you can go for six months before whatever. I, I think I preferred the kind of thing he was doing with Big Cast, though, mm -hmm. where, you know, this is a one-on-one -on -one feud that they've managed to make personal and it's elevating yeah. to Brian. I don't, my, my problem with the Kane thing is I don't see how it's elevating anyone. What it seems like it's going to do is end up putting the tag championships on Kane and Brian. Mm-hmm. And I'm, I just, I don't think that's a great use for him. I think you got yeah. tag teams that are ready to do stuff. Yeah. I mean, SmackDown's in a really weird spot within their tag team division because they actually have a good one, but it's like the New Day and the Usos have almost like, Man. have almost like, uh, like gotten out of the, like they, they've like gotten too good for the tag team divisions. Right. right. Um, so you can see a world where, and then, the, you know, the Bludgeon Brothers could be right there with them, I guess, but you know. It, they they have this incredible talent over there and i would love to see team hell no against the usos team hell no against the new day like whatever but at the same time like that would be a fun month you know i don't need right. that to be the next six months of smackdown or or of, i guess of if it's smackdown i don't mind that that booking but the next i don't need that to take up you know a quarter of daniel bryan's remaining career i guess right. you know i think that's that's where everybody is probably and, and that's fine but it was a hell of a moment and um, it was a, it, no pun intended. It was a really good moment. <laughs> I don't know how long they can make that moment last, but it was a good one. Yeah. But I think there's a little bit of him. Of, I, I agree. If Daniel Bryan has to sort of retrace his steps before he gets back to the title picture, you know, he's got his moment with Kane. Now he's got his moment with the Bludgeon Brothers, who he was with right before, you know, maybe there's something there. Um, and then maybe if it helps get the Bludgeon Brothers over. But I don't, I don't know how over. you get them more they're over. Yeah, they're already over. They're already like we've already, for the most part, completely forgotten Luke Harper's solo push because he has been absorbed into this idea of the Blood and Brothers, which we all scoffed at yeah. for a solid month <clears throat> before they debuted. And I think it's it's worked beyond any any conceivable logic. It has worked. Yeah. They are over. They are seen as deadly. They are tough in the sure. ring. When you put a team up against them, you do not think that the other team is going to win. They yeah. I mean, they had to murder Xavier Woods for that to happen, but it, I mean, they got it over. Right. I mean, maybe this is maybe this ends with like Kane siding with the Bludgeon Brothers. That's a that's maybe a lot. Of, that's a, a lot of stitched together leather on that side. It's yeah, that's many, the thing. They're old. They stitches. changed their colors, but those red and blacks they used to wear sort of look like cane outfits. Yeah, so it's, it's true. All right, before we move on, let's take a quick break. Today's episode of the Mask Man Show is brought to you by the Ringer Podcast Network, where you can check out the Bill Simmons Podcast, Against All Odds with Cousin Sal, the Dave Chang Show, House of Carbs, Larry Wilmore, One Shining Podcast, On Shuffle, the Ringer NFL Show, MLB Show, ABA Show, everything. We got everything. 
even the bachelor party, which is the personal favorite in my house. And now, back to the show. So, Jeff Hardy was supposed to fight Shinsuke Nakamura. This is the biggest, weirdest news of the week. I'm yeah, reading now from Yahoo Sports. My brain, my brain doesn't know whether or not to. It's so weird because wrestling. This is the same thing as Lesnar. It's like card subject to change is like the first is the first like bit of legalese that you learn to say when you're a wrestling fan. And you're like five years old. You're like, mommy, what does card subject to change mean? Why is this on the back of my tickets? But it happens so frequently that you don't even question it. Right. You know, it's just like, oh, they just decided not to have a number one contenders match. That's cool. Do I need to understand? Do I need to check Meltzer's Twitter account to understand why? I don't know. So they were supposed to do Jeff Hardy versus Nakamura. They're basically shotgunning the title match straight out of, you know, the, I mean, one week into their feud or two weeks if you count the pre-Money in the Bank match. And it ends up with Jeff Hardy having an open challenge. Now, here's the, the backstory to this. Hmm. This is Yahoo Sports. WWE was forced to pull Shinsuke Nakamura from one of its featured matches on SmackDown Live on Tuesday night after the star was allegedly bitten by a police dog in Bakersfield, California. No. According to Dave Meltzer, Nakamura sustained the injury on Monday night during a house show and was subsequently pulled from the card. Um, I read read elsewhere that, that the dog was just like rounding the corner to do a normal like check of something of the of the premises before they started Nakamura was there and the dog just like for no reason bit Shinsuke was the dog alone (laughs) one would assume he had a policeman with him what is how is this how is this a thing that happens how does your police dog get loose and injure talent on a show how are you have a police dog that's like I'm not going to say this police dog doesn't like Japanese guys, but like the police dog shouldn't just be like biting random people, even if he's surprised. Isn't that the point of a police dog? Right. That, shouldn't they wait for some sort of command? Yeah. That's very this scary. Rogue, vigilante, racist police dog. I mean, this is, this can't be real. It can't be. Other pictures. Maybe he's been watching SmackDown and he knows that Nakamura is just a pure heel. There's wow. like, anyway. That dog have you ever been bitten by a dog? I have been bitten by a dog, and that dog was also racist. <laughs> I, I, that, okay, go on. Well, yeah, it was just a dog that apparently never bit anybody else. <laughs> and I was in these people's house, and the dog ran up and bit me on the arm. And they were saying, oh, this never happened. I'm like, okay. Mm-hmm. All right. <laughs> Guess that only leaves one thing. Yeah. You have a racist dog. You can kind of, yeah, you can kind of imagine what the, what kind of friends they've had over at that house. No, the, no, I didn't have to imagine. I just looked yeah. at the pictures on the wall. Yeah. Um, I was, I was in a bar in, in Manhattan one time and I was like, it was a dark, dark place. I won't mention the name, but I, but they, I was like, there was like a back room and I was coming out and my friend had like gone to the bathroom. So she'd gone ahead of me. And so I was like scanning the bar to see if she was waiting by the door. If she mm-hmm. was like, so the bathroom, anyway, my, my eyes are up. And apparently the dog had like a pet pit bull. And I was, as I was, like, I was walking in a totally okay place to walk, but it was, like, this, like, shadowy part right by the bar, and there was a pit bull sleeping there, and I stepped on its tail. No. And it spun and just locked onto my calf, Ah! and I was just, like, but I was, like, this is a long time ago. I was really young, and, um, and, you know, I I was, it, it didn't even occur to me to, like, take it up with the bar to like call 911 or 311. I was just, yeah. And I was just like, nah, I got to go. And I just like stumbled (laughs) out of the, I just like made a beeline and my friend was like, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, come on. And I, we just like started going. And you didn't even mention it. No. And I, it was crazy. And I like, you know, my mom, of course, when I talked to her later, like flipped out, she was just like, you got to get shots. You got to whatever. But I like, 
yeah, like I looked down, I started walking away from the bar and like half a block away, I was like, yeah, that kind of hurts. Yeah. And and then like a block away, I looked down and there's like a hole in my pants and I rolled them up and there was just like one straight up like half inch deep tooth wound, like cut through my pants, went into my calf. And there's like a blunt trauma wound where the other big tooth didn't make it through. Did you go to the hospital? No. You uh, are going to flip out one day from your decade-old rabies. I know. That is it's just pretty awesome. Festering inside of you. So I've been to the doctor since then. Okay. But they haven't checked for rabies, so. They don't automatically check for rabies? They do not. Because you have to tell people you got bit by a dog. This is my, finally I, have a, finally I have my wrestling gimmick. I'm just like <laughs> adult onset rabies. <laughs> Um, anyway, Nakamura got bit and got pulled from the card. I don't, I don't, I don't know it. how bad a, do a dog bite, regardless, I can, I can speak from personal experience here. I dumped some hydrogen peroxide on my leg and I was at work the next day. Mm -hmm. It hurt, but whatever. I imagine he'll be able to work at Extreme Rules. I, I just can't. I can't. My brain can't. America, I'm shaking my head at this. I don't think it's true. <clears throat> um, yeah, whatever. There's a lot of great Roman Reigns jokes on all over the internet. Because the big dog is keeping Nakamura down now, too. Oh, God. Um, but that sucks for him. I mean, that's, you know, you never want to get pulled off Raw. I mean, pull off SmackDown, pull off the, and, and especially out of a title match. But the, the, um, I hope he, I hope he, I hope they work it into his character. Yeah. I hope he comes out and talks about the race. Racist, racist, you know, like, I don't, I'm, I'm reluctant to put any racism into like, you know, into any wrestling storyline in 2018, mostly because, you know, you just don't have the confidence that WWE is going to, going to pull I it am off. I too, but I feel like they've done so well with the subtle issues of race in Nakamura's <clears throat> heel character. Totally agree. They've they done really a great like, job. I feel like almost every time he opens his mouth, he nails it because he's like playing into it subtly yeah. without like overtly going there every time. Yeah. And you can, I mean, and just pointing out repeatedly that the dogs in the Bakersfield, California <laughs> police force, there might have, there might be some issues there, I think is a, is a strong argument. Oh my God. Bakersfield. Um, oh, this is so now. It, yeah. So he really wasn't happened. there. He wasn't there. So, uh, Jeff Hardy had an open challenge and Eric Young of the recently debuted Sanity made his singles debut. He, Eric Young, so good in that match. Yeah, he's a very good wrestler. I mean, I've always liked, I liked Eric Young back in Team Canada when he was a sure. goofball, but he looked so believable and yeah. psychotic. And even the announcers called out this charisma that he had. He's really great. Role. I, I'm excited for him and I hope that they continue to feature him in that group. Yeah. I mean, and he, he, He's one of those guys that just, you're right, it's the charisma. He just gets over by his presence. is so incredible. Yeah. And I wasn't sure about Sanity. I, I enjoyed them in NXT, but it felt very much like a th another NXT gimmick that would might fall flat up on the main roster. You know what I figured out? What NXT definitely gives everyone. What? An entrance. They yeah. work really hard on the entrances. Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't have anything else. Yeah. But if anything, you come out with an entrance. That's that's interesting. I mean, obviously, there's a lot. You can think of like Asuka and Finn. I mean, there's some big ones. But even like, um, oh God, Perfect Ten. Oh yeah, you know, like it, it, they they all come out with some sort of choreography. And um, Ty Dillinger is really has a good one. And even you look at like Samoa Joe. It's just like it's very simple. But right. it's the music matches the walk, and it's always coordinated with the production team. So there's always this very specific camera work. Yeah. And they like nail that down at NXT. Yeah. Yeah. And and even if them even I mean the, you're right, even if the gimmicks don't always fly, you don't end up with the situation where like everybody's laughing at the 
at the record scratch and Dolph Ziggler's oh, entrance for three God, months. That's record scratch. Um, and sometimes the mashup entrances for tag teams are okay, but it's why not? This why not just a world thing? It makes my head hurt. The, yeah, the I agree. Makes my head hurt. Why not just do something different? I, they have to at this point because, like, their whole team, the whole team concept is hat on a hat on a hat to begin with, and the music thing is just like <laughs> another representation of yeah. how like just this doesn't make any sense together. And the pop, I mean, I can understand not wanting to give away. Bray Wyatt's music because it's like it's a that's a moment that fans want. But the pop when that music came back, whenever that would be, would be so much greater if they right. just got rid of it. Right, and also they just probably shouldn't be a tag team, especially yeah. since they have no clear plan for them. Um, let's talk about Raw. The only other thing I really want to mention in SmackDown is that James Ellsworth challenged Oscar to a match, and they will fight next week. Apparently, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Hey, yeah, he, uh, you know what? You know what would have been great for Ellsworth is if they had brought him back in his original character, and then had him turn back into heel Ellsworth in front of our eyes. Now you I'm prefer- not sure exactly how it would have worked, but yeah. I just think I think that I think we needed a reestablishment of that original mm-hmm. guy, yeah. to come back, and then we could dig back into because this this just feels like so much of an instant retread because we don't have any arc with him. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, I I think that it's it was kind of weird when they released him and or you know and who knows if this was all part of the plan. If they were just no, like, I don't think they ever have any plans. Um, but yeah, I mean, you got to have some sort of like you got to know that someday you might be back if you're Ellsworth. It just happened quicker than you know. We're real fast. He made, but Carmella needs he, people. I get it. Carmella needs people. But I think she's Carmella great, needs though. Like I mean, people. I think she's great, but I think she's like, I think her character is set up best is if she's like the big boss and she yeah. has like toadies. You know, I think that works really great. Yeah. And she'll probably age into that a little bit more, too, because yep. she still seems a little bit like a yippie kid, you know, but but you're right. She needs she needs some she needs to be surrounded. Yes. By some other by by something because she's never been positioned as like physically dominant or great in yeah. any way. So it's like she kind of needs that buffer. I know it's a weird it's a weird it's a weird line that they walk because there's there's a there's a much shorter distance. Like if you're if you if you're a man in WWE and you and you can't really work, you know, or like you're working like if you're like Enzo. But I'm trying to think of like who another example is because there's so many good workers now, but. Like that sort of becomes a thing. All right. of your matches are just getting beat up, right? You know, and then maybe you get a move in, or maybe like there's some chicanery. Shout Dave Schilling. Sure. But the um, excuse me. But yeah, I mean, with Carmella, you don't really know in kayfabe how good she's supposed to be, right? Because she is pulling off these matches with like super kicks and stuff. Like she's getting but it that's done. That's the only move I can ever imagine her doing is a super kick. Yeah, but it's not a bad. Like it's a. It's not a bad. It's, it's no, a it's legitimate bad, finisher. Yeah, absolutely. Um. But yeah, I mean, you know, I guess I grew up watching Jerry the King Lawler who just like punched punch. he like punch some dudes <laughs> and he would like man. fling you to the ropes and then he would pull a pile driver out of nowhere and it was over. So anyway, my 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 bar is different than some. Speaking of the women's division, over on Raw, we got the moment we've all been waiting for. I liked it. Sasha Banks. Oh man. Um was teaming with Bailey and Ember Moon against the Riot Squad. Sasha was distracted, uh, got pinned via roll up, and and Bailey finally took exception and beat the holy hell out of her. Yeah, my goodness. Yeah, Bailey, Bailey, with Bailey, there's a whole lot of like, you know, I'm not quite sure what the ceiling is mm-hmm. or where the floor is. We may <laughs> we may be at both right now. 
Um, I was not expecting her to look so like compelling as like a physical force beating the shit out of Sasha. Can Banks. you imagine the pop that's going to happen if at any point she is in the middle of some flurry like that and she takes her ponytail out? Oh, my. Wow, that's great. God. I didn't even think about that. I mean, she. I, I think that they have really tapped into something. And, and, you know, the farther they push that, I think, you know, they, they have the, the, the capability of having a big, big character here. Yeah. Yeah. It could really happen. Yeah. I mean, and it's going to be one of these things where if it, if it pans out, and it's a big if, but if it works, we're going to look back and just be like, you know what? Maybe they made the right decision just to drag this out for a <laughs> year, two years, however long, because, because it made us hate Bailey a little bit more every day. Mm. And when the turn came, I mean, this is the argument for turning Roman Reigns, right? I mean, except on a much different scale. Of course, we're all going to cheer, but people were cheering, che- people were cheering Bailey last night because they finally got the release, or Monday night, because they finally got the release of yes, this storyline taking place. tension release, exactly. And part of the, t- the way you build tension now is to tease a storyline and not go through with it. Yeah. You know, it just. I think in Roman's case, though, they may have like missed several. Oh, windows. sure, <laughs> sure. I mean, the but I don't. I mean, what I was going to say is like we were cheering in that moment. Now, when they're actually going at it, you know, when they're cutting promos on each other next week, we'll probably be booing Bailey because we respect both wrestlers right. and we want the heel. You know, you know, you're supposed to boo the heel. But you know, I think that there's. It very much depends on whether creative has solidly decided that she's the heel. Oh, she's got to be. She I cussed. Hope, I hope, yeah, she did curse. Oh, it's so <laughs> delightful. Uh, she did curse. I just, you know, I, I that that sort of change in presentation needs a change in like ring gear and all that stuff, I think, right? Like, what would be the best, like if she just came out in like sensational Queen Sherry outfit oh, next week? <laughs> oh, God. Oh man! Shouldn't she pop those things when she comes out too? Yes. Oh, pop the balloon man! Just needles for her oh, own that balloons. Would be great. She should go. just get like a weed whacker and go at him with the. Um, uh, she's going for a fake hug for a kid or something, and like. Oh, it's so fantastic! Oh, I love it. If if they oh, if they oh, if they took it there, it'd be incredible. Speaking of, uh, well, I don't know where you were going, but uh, I'm getting into mojo, man. Getting in the mojo. You liked his segment, also I didn't make it onto the Hulu did. Raw. Thankfully, oh, I caught up on that. But, okay, the, yes. but but him like like just talking shit about the people that come to the ring with No Way Jose. Well, I think that Mojo is um I think Mojo is underrated as a promo, first mm-hmm. of all. I think he's got like a real kind of like fire he can tap into. Yeah. So it's been interesting to see that. I think pairing that with you know the changes in ring gear, kind of making stuff dark and him talking about mm-hmm. being more focused. I think like He's a guy I could see, you know, um, feuding over the IC title at some point. I think that there's yeah. there's room for his character. Well, I think if you talk about the IC title, and obviously your everybody's mind goes there, you know, and they uh, that that's the destination. But I actually think what I like, what I enjoyed about this, I was a little bit off on it last week. I, what I enjoyed about that segment this week was that it's like a it's a feud and it's way below the IC title, and that's right. okay. Yes. These guys are still having a program, yes, and it's gonna be and like. Instead of having, I mean, who knows if they'll even if this will last till Extreme Rules or whatever. But like, this feels like a like a totally fine pre-show match, and right. and we don't we don't have to have this like moment where like, God damn it, New Day's on the pre-show again right. or like whatever. It's like this is what the pre-show's for. Exactly. Let these guys fight in front of big crowds, and and if they don't make it, that's fine. If they get cut, okay. But like, it felt good that they're give, that there's a purpose behind. There's a purpose behind that segment. And and it and it works because those are two characters that I mean, this feud 
can possibly elevate both of them, but will definitely elevate one. And and that's really important when you're dealing with characters, like you said, that are underneath that IC title level. Yeah. Sean Ross Sapp over at Fightful is doing this cool thing now where he's where he tells us who the producers for each segment are. Oh, and I was just oh, like, really? I was going out, I was looking to see if they actually have if they have that in there. I don't think that even mentions this one. Like the agent? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, Dean Malenko would produce the segment. Nice. Like the yeah, the, the, the like the agents for each one. That? He just gets the script, I'm sure, because all that stuff's on there. Um, or they have, even the outline is on there. So I'll go through this from the bottom up because I want to you know build suspense. Jamie Noble did uh, Strowman and Owens versus Corbin and Balor. Nice. Shouts to Jamie Noble. Change Corbin's uh, clothes, please. Huh? Change Corbin's clothes, please. Yeah. He looks like a parking attendant. I do not like it. It's funny that he took that he takes the vest off to wrestle, but leaves everything else on. It's crazy. I don't mind it in the sense that, like, I get it. I, mean, I don't. It's not whatever. I don't even have an opinion, but I get that. Like, people were like talking shit about his like abs and like whatever else. So it's like, let's just give him some different clothes. Yeah, but you don't give him clothes that make him look like a regular guy. <laughs> like that's kind of the problem is that he has like a regular guy body. Yeah, even though he's tall. Yeah, so if you put him in regular guy clothes, it just makes it worse. It's not quite El Gigante, but it is that sort of like <laughs> yeah. like like. He's, I would be, you'd be so scared of him in real life and they need to find a way to convey that. Yes. Because, I mean, he, and he used to be a lineman too. So he's like, he, like he lost a lot of weight to get to this physique. I almost think he'd be better as a gigantic, I mean, just like to put some of it back on, but we'll see. Um, But I guess these are the producers for the matches more so than the segments. I mean, obviously. I'm very interested in that. um, And then let's see. Fit Finley and Sarah Stock. Uh, Finley did Natalia versus Alexa, and Sarah Stock did the six woman tag. Um, Michael P.S. Hayes uh, was in charge of the revival versus Lashley and Reigns, which seems like it'd be right up his his alley. <laughs> and uh, Devon Dudley did the did the the deleters of worlds versus B team match. Interesting. Wait, is the B is the shirt that that uh, Bo Dallas is wearing an actual shirt that's made to look like a homemade shirt or was that just a homemade shirt? I didn't get a good enough look at yeah, it. Yeah, me neither. Did you in that match? So that match ended kind of with a botch. Well, I think it was a deliberate botch. That's so, well, that's my question. Oh. Was, was that was it is that the feeling? Is that the sense of deliberate botch? Yeah, because because Axel was definitely acting like he was too out of it and he had to like yeah, I Got think it. so. And Bo Dallas was so ready to run in. Um, I'm not saying I'm looking at WWE Shop. They have a lot of good stuff. I'm not saying a B team shirt yet, but we'll we, we'll all we'll all celebrate the day. Um, and then um, Scott Armstrong worked at the Authors of Pain match. It's crazy they have so many agents back there that they have like one per match. Yeah, that's that's really interesting. On a but the star show. of the night, and he got a lot of praise on Twitter. I think that there's or you know all over the internet. I think that there's a <clears throat> a lot of built-in reasons why we would be ex- more excited about this than it, than if the same match had happened, but it had just been Scott Armstrong doing it. But Tyson Kidd produced the Seth Rollins Dolph Ziggler match. Holy cow! And there's a lot of people drawing line, drawing like you know, making like graphs and shit about how Tyson Kidd when he started booking, when he started being the, the he's produced most of Seth Rollins since Kidd came back. I had no idea he was even working. Yeah. And that he, they, the people are kind of trying, trying to make it, you know, trying to figure out or prove that like he's basically remade Seth Rollins because there was a long period where Rollins was coming back from an injury and he was working safe, but it was also like it, it went on for a year, year yeah, and a half. It was a long time that he was doing a little bit like three quarter speed, and and part of it was who he was working with and you know all that stuff. Uh, 
but he has definitely found another level. That's amazing. And he's also found a dance partner in, in Ziggler that's just perfect. But, you know, it's 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 tough to overlook that Seth has been amazing with everyone he's faced since WrestleMania. It's just about, I can't think of like a bad pairing he's had. No, I mean, and he's done some stuff. I mean, there, there were, I think that, I think with Seth and it sounds, I mean, I don't know anything about being a wrestler. So don't, don't take this. We're just like, making educated guesses. Don't, don't take this like I'm trying to give anybody advice. I feel like with Seth, it's always about finding the right tempo. Mm. That he's that when he has a match that I'm not all the way into, you just like you feel like he and his opponent never quite figure out. It's like, yeah, and then like one of them's working at one speed, and one of them's working at another speed, and they could meet in the middle, right. but they just don't find the exact right the exact right tempo. Um, but it, but you're right. Since WrestleMania, he's been so good, mm-hmm. and that match against Ziggler was just like. I mean, we've had so many feuds. Nakamura, AJ just ended, although they never quite hit, you know, the peak that we were all dreaming of for him. We have these like high work rate wrestling nerd feuds, but you got to. It's interesting that like you that it's it, Rollins has Rollins has almost I think better chemistry with Ziggler in two weeks than he had with like all of his generation of dudes. Damn, and and you know that's not like generations are imaginary things, so it doesn't really matter, but. If they just run out this feud for a couple months for the sole purpose of being able to bring it back every time Raw needs a 20-minute work rate match, like, that's fine. And that's really awesome. You know what I, what I thought, too, this week as a, as one of those indicators that something different and positive might be going on creative? Like, I don't know, maybe Vince is paying attention to football now or something. Like, maybe maybe something's different back there. But I felt like what would have happened before with this match is that they would have had the same match, but it would have been 12 minutes and they mm-hmm. would have had that running at the end. But it seems like they know that if they want that running to have the proper amount of heat, they have to have been delivering a match long enough to get everybody invested in it as much as they were. Like yeah. if they, they knew that they had to like earn that heat. Yeah. And and I don't know. I think that to me is like a really huge step in, in the right direction for how they're putting this show together. yeah i mean you all i mean there's some functional stuff too i totally agree the functional side is like you have to give enough distance between drew getting ejected right. and when he comes back in for you to for and, and you have to put on a good match but but like there was enough time and enough action that i forgot that exactly. drew was that was yeah. going to be there yeah I, and i, I mean when he agree. when he gets thrown out we've all been watching wrestling for so long you're like oh that means he's coming back right that means he's, he'll be involved but they like can they led me another direction and that was that was really cool. Uh, I'm very excited. I mean, I guess that if this goes all the way to Extreme Rules, then it makes a lot of sense. And Drew McIntyre, I don't know, maybe they'll do a tag match or something like that with the with Seth and Roman. Now that yeah. Roman is apparently not in a number one contenders match. <laughs> it's but weird. Roman and Lashley, I mean, that's that feud. Yeah, that could be a match too. Especially where it's going on the microphone. It's getting a little interesting. Um, Lashley is is getting a little bit more comfortable, it seems, and they're giving him a little... It's the first time they've let Lashley just, like, actually be a part of a promo that wasn't about his family. It's like, they didn't know what to do with them, and then everyone's like, why don't you do something with Lashley? And their response was like... Or the people were like, make us care about Lashley. And they were like, all right, let's give you, like, an insight into his Facebook photos. You know? And it's like, (laughs) it was so dumb. Like, they're just being overly literal. Now all you have to do is put him on the mic and let him talk shit to Roman Reigns, and right. that'll get anybody over. Because that's the thing. His TNA character got kind of good at talking shit, so he can do this. Yeah. You know, I think he has to get comfortable because the pressure's a little bit different now, and the scripting is a little bit different now. But I think he 
he has that part of his personality he can access and do something compelling. Yeah, because if there's one, I mean, it, I look, at, I don't look at Bobby Lashley and wonder what his home life is like, or what is like, <laughs> what is how his what his childhood was all about. I do wonder about his eyebrows and uh, yeah. sweatband situation, though. I do wonder about that. I, I was I was texting about his eyebrows last, then I felt bad about it. So I'm not even going to talk about the eyebrows, but the but the the sweatband. There was a moment where he like had to flip his yeah, sweatband. Yeah, I don't know why WWE can't just make some high quality sweatbands. Although we've seen that before. Like in the early days where of like NBA wearing like compression sleeves, weren't there guys like, like turning them inside out? Right. So like you could wear the, I can wear my Under Armour even though we're like a Nike team or whatever. Uh, and money's weird, folks. Money's Money weird. Is and weird. some things just feel better on you than other things. That's a weird thing to say. Yeah, well, but the um, true thing, I can't wait to see how Jim uses that in the soundboard. <laughs> um, but the, but it, so Lashley, I mean, I was going to say, I don't really care about his home life. I don't care about his childhood. I don't care about anything. But what, like, when you look at him, you you see, like, a jock. I mean, maybe not, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to, like, wear a letterman's jacket. But you right. see a dude who's, like, who, it makes total sense that he would, like, pick up a microphone and be like, you're not going to beat me. Right. You suck. Right. And so it's nice that, it's nice that he finally got to have that conversation that heart-to-heart with Roman Reigns that we've all been waiting for. So he who knows? Looks, he looks like a goddamn million and a half dollars, too, man. Jesus. I don't even understand. The guy looks crazy. Like, is, I, I know. steroid testing was happening here. He's, he looks insane. Ooh, we're not going to go there. But, uh, but yeah, he looks he looks ridiculous. Yeah. And he's also not that young, which is kind of weird. Right. Like, I kind of, like, convinced myself he, his first run was when he was, like, 18, and now he's just, like, 30 or something. Right. But... No, he's he's like he's 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 into his thirties, I think. Wow. But anyway, so I mean, you know, my favorite thing in all of wrestling, and this is is this applies to right now, is that like when everything matters to everything else. Mm-hmm. The, that the, the Rus- fact that the we Russo don't know era. who, yeah, we we don't know when Roman Reigns, we don't know who Roman Reigns is going to be feuding with the next pay per view. I'm not a, always a huge fan of something like we announce a title match or a number one contenders match and then yank it away, but I do like that like he's feuding with. One dude in the first segment, and then he's like bailing out his friend in 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 the, in the in the last segment, and that might be a lot of Roman Reigns, but like both of those things make sense. Yeah, in and continuity. they're both important. Yeah, and they're both important. Yeah. So we'll see. Um, I will say right now if there, that there are five matches announced for Extreme Rules, and so far none of them have Extreme Rules. <laughs> um, I'm not sure if that's going to be a thing where only the title matches have them, or if they just dispense with that, or if they add them later. Extreme rules, where the rules are extremely normal. Yeah, uh, exactly. AJ Styles, Rusev, Alexa versus Nia Jax. It'd be easy to work an extreme rule into that one. The Deleters versus the uh, B-Team. Carmella, Asuka. I mean, they're, you know, Ellsworth could be part of an extreme rule. And then Team Hell No versus the Bludgeon Brothers. Um, whatever we do with Roman Reigns, with the IC belt. I mean, yeah, you know. It's easy to make up rules, but it's interesting that that's not the storyline we're heading into right now. Um, but yeah, overall, kind of a low-key week, but I was into everything that happened. Oh, you want to see something funny? Yeah. Uh, look, at, uh, look at Bobby Lashley's Wikipedia page and to read his real name. Really? Yeah. Now, yes, it's definitely the, the subject of uh, internet chicanery, but it's glorious. <laughs> It's Robert Franklin Waterfall Reservoir Lake River Lashley. Why? <laughs> Who has the time? Uh, that's good stuff, man. What what are you what are you up to right now? Oh man, um uh, working on this TV show for Comedy Central called The New Negroes. Um 
with Baron Vaughn and a whole bunch of comics and and some musicians and stuff. And I'm doing my wrestling podcast, Tights and Fights, which um, also comes out on Thursdays. Awesome. Yeah, when is this TV show going to happen? We do not know. We do not have an air date. It's not officially well, it's, scheduled. Yeah, it's it's uh, bought. They bought a season. We've produced a season. They just haven't given us the actual air date yet. So you got a wrestling podcast. Mm-hmm. You got a TV show. I do, and I make the music. So you got a music job. career. Mm-hmm. Which is the thing that like you get the most, oh, I didn't know you did that. Oh, the wrestling podcast for sure. Really? Because my musician, my um, my music audience could care less. I've found out. Like I uh, I had a Adventure Time podcast, like the cartoon Adventure Time. I had a podcast about that that had more overlap with my music career. Oh yeah, than wrestling does. Wrestling's a weird thing, man. It's a. I mean, it's 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 a it, when you when when you find the fan when you find that overlap yeah. between the music and the wrestling. Or when the Comedy Central show and the wrestling, you know those are like your real people. They're they're yeah, those are my day ones or one and a half or something. It's uh, t- like Roseburg, say what you will about the guy. Roseburg has done a good job of cultivating this like space where like everything's kind of the same. Like he like, you know, the hip hop feeds the wrestling and vice versa. He's living a dream, man. But it's uh it's tough to you know. You going to SummerSlam? I will. I'll be at SummerSlam. I will sure. also be there. Um, one minor correction to the show. I scrolled down another page and the B team shirt does exist and is for sale. And it's someone, it looks like someone took a, a Sharpie and just drew the letter B on the front of a shirt. And on the back, it says the B stands for best. Oh, that's cute. Um, which is great. If there's like a WWE patch on the sleeve, that's probably that I'm going to complain, but otherwise it's a fantastic (laughs) shirt. They should just really make this out of like just a Hanes, just a straight up undershirt. So you can like see your chest hair through it. That mm. would be the best way to do that shirt. They, they would never do that. Um, anything we're forgetting, Jim? Big Cass is still fired. That's good. Oh, Sami Zayn is out till 2019. Oh, God. Two torn rotator cuffs. Jesus Christ. He was like working that way. I know. How do you lift your arms? Well, that's what happened yeah. the first time. I mean, he didn't he tear rotator cuff the first time in that like, in that match with Cena. Anyway, we got to get out of here. Um, Open Mike Eagle, thank you so much for coming on. Man, thanks for having. Go me. back to the the Hollywood life that you're living. That's right. As I'm high on the hog or something. I think that's right. Yeah. Jim, thanks for recording this. Thank you, Jim. Apologies to Dean Ambrose. We are desperately out of time. The tape machines are rolling. We'll see you next week on the Mass Man Show. Some things just feel better on you than other things. That's a weird thing to say.